Hi, I'm Jason. And I'm Paul. And this is the Hi-Fi Sci-Fi Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about Season 2, that that wonderful, wonderful Season 2. We survived! Season season 2. I feel like Riker at that Season 7 episode where he's like, The Borg are everywhere! We're not going to go back! Or that season eight episode where they all watch season two again. <laughs> Remember this? Jean-Luc, Jordy Specs, mysteries on the holodecks, asteroids, triple droids, telepathic betazoids, transporter, deadly claw, visitor from L.A. law, photons, no Kirk, captain has gone berserk, shuttlecraft, console Troy, Dr. Crush's little boy, Klingon rights, parasites, new heights, phaser fights, Data's head, Tasha's dead, Wyke is hanging by a thread, celebration, transformation, everyone to battle and uh paul we uh, our schedule, I think, will get a little bit more regular with our podcast here uh, after we after we gear up for season three. Season two, I think our production <sighs> mirrored the actual production of Star Trek: The Next Generation season two, in that uh, some stuff came up, <laughs> things got weird, it, it was handled, but uh, you know we barely survived it, <laughs> and I think the show barely survived season Man, two season as well. Two. Yeah, it um. We do these episodes every time we wrap a, a season. We did it for season one. Uh, we typically do it a couple of times uh, in, in a season. But season two, um, it's the shortest season of Star Trek The Next Generation. 22 episodes. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, it's also uh, the episode which was uh, impacted by the writer's strike. It's the last season. It's the first season and the last season where we meet Dr. Pulaski and then... <laughs> She just disappears, much like uh, much like Beverly. I'm Crusher telling you, did. she wasn't real. It's all Riker's <laughs> dreams up to this point. We covered that in the last episode, Shades of Grey, which you should listen to, even though the source episode for that one is is awful. Um, you know, it was on BBC again the other day, and I watched it again, and I was just like, "What? What am I watching?" It, it, after we had talked about it, it was almost better, but it's still just so weird. It's it, it's when you're watching it, it is difficult to believe that. A concept and execution like that ever made it through any kind of editorial process, but somehow it did, <laughs> and, and mm-hmm. it's it's amazing to behold. But uh, Paul, we started out with um, the child. That was how the season started. Season two uh, kicked yeah, off. We said to watch that. I wonder what happened there. Wonder what happened there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we caught some flack for that from a few people. Uh, I think. <laughs> But uh, me, but <laughs> probably a lot. You, I think if we uh, didn't it put people in certain places, and I mean, like it is, it is the introduction of of Doctor yeah, Catherine Pulaski, Pulaski. and Guinan, and, um, yeah. yeah, and Guinan's pretty good in it. I mean, like the episode's not great, but I feel like it's an important one to watch because uh, the child is kind of season two in a nutshell, right? Where like you break out the individual like components of it and you're like, okay, they could do something with that. And then instead the execution of it is takes such a, like a right angle from what you think they're going to do. Um, and, and just nonsensically that you just kind of come away from it going, huh? Well, that was weird. Um, 
Yeah, there's a lot of those moments, right, where Worf, throughout the series, but throughout the season, says, hey, maybe we shouldn't do that because it's dumb. And everybody <laughs> else says, oh, don't, don't worry about it. And then things go wrong. But the only reason those episodes are 45 minutes or 42 minutes is because they don't listen to Worf. Yeah, um, yeah that's and, very and true. I, I don't think it was a child. I think it was a later episode where we said the only reason this episode works is that everybody's really, really dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and makes mistakes every time they get a decision. Yeah. Um, which I think it's also what we said about Pulaski a lot, but yeah, true. But so we did say to watch the child, we set the bar pretty low with, with, with that one. <laughs> um, what do you think the breakdown was? So I, I've run some numbers. How many do you think we said watch? How many think we said skip <clears throat> out of 22? I'm going to say out of 22, we usually run about surprisingly, we usually run about 50%. Uh, N of one, right? We've done one season where you know those numbers, but yeah. Sure, yeah. Um, (laughs) So season one, we were about even. I just recounted that too. Counting the pilot as two so that there's, or as one so that there's only 25 episodes. We said watch to 13 and skip to 12. Okay, okay. I'm going to say with 22, I'm going to say we recommended 10. We were in even split again, 11-11. Yes, 50%. See? I should have trusted my gut. Um, I'm going to... So here, you've got the raw data in front of you, right? You have literally what we said watch and what we said skip to? Yes, yes. Okay, so I'm going to run down these 22 titles. Bingo. um, And I'm going to let you tell me uh, how good I am. Score me at the end. So... The Child, I got a, a spoiler. We did say watch. Where Silence Has Lease, I believe we said watch. Uh, Elementary Dear Data, I think we said watch. Um, Outrageous Okana, skip. Loud as a Whisper, watch. Schizoid Man, watch. Unnatural Selection, skip. Matter of Honor, watch. Measure of a Man, watch. The Dauphin, skip. Contagion, skip. The Royale, skip. Uh, Times Squared, Skip, Icarus Factor, Skip, uh, Pen Pals, Watch, Q Who, Watch, uh, Samaritan Snare, Watch, Up the Long Ladder, Skip, uh, Manhunt, Skip, Emissary, Watch, Peak Performance, Watch, Shades of Grey, Skip. How did I do? Uh, wow, you got eight wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes really <clears throat> so boy i'll try to remember the ones you got wrong <clears throat> okay so we said watch for the first five all the way up to loud as a whisper including okay. outrageous okana for some reason i think i chickened out with our outrageous okana because i felt like that was too many in a row to watch <laughs> yep uh, and then schizoid man on natural selection we skipped okay um we skipped schizoid man. man that's a good episode i like uh, that it's episode. not great with uh what's his name doctor grandpa uh, with grandpa Dr. Man. Um, Dr. Man. Then we yeah. had Measure of Man, Matter of Honor, you had right. Mm-hmm. Um, Dauphin, Contagion, Royale, Times Squared, we skipped. All of those we skipped. Those four. That makes sense. Um, Icarus yeah. Factor, we watched. I made a, a, a plea at the end there, and uh, mm. we decided to watch that one. Pen Pals, it... we said skip, even though I think we may have should have watched that. Let me go back I, to the Icarus Factor for just a second. I want to lay sure. that one squarely at the feet of other Jason, who was our guest host on that podcast. I think it's his fault that that one is a watch. <laughs> uh, I will remind you that he said skip. Did he? And then... <laughs> 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 this is where we need to go back to the tape. If I've got time in editing, I'll put it here. If not, uh-huh. it's it's okay. But yeah. 
I changed mine to yes. <laughs> I like I, I like it. I just thought you guys were gonna say no, and I wanted to be with the cool kids and agree with you because we always disagree. And you stab me in the back when you act like you like an episode. And you don't like it. Man, yeah, this is this is that episode all over again. It's a long one. He said skip, then I said watch and made a plea for it, and then yeah. you sided with me, and he said no, 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 you betrayed it's, me again. It's your fault, then. It's your fault. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll fully take the credit for saying that you should watch here, Chris Factor. Oh, uh, good. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> Pen Pals, we said skip. Um, okay. Q, who obviously watched Samaritan yeah. Snare, and Up the Long Ladder, we said skip. I think you said to watch to Samaritan Snare. Yeah. Manhunt, Manhunt, we said watch. Really? Really? Um, the Emissary, we said watch, but then Peak Performance, we said skip. And you do remember that. I really like Peak Performance. I, you know... Well, so that opens up another part of this, I, I, some other numbers I just ran. Uh-huh. We make these predictions before the season on what we think is going to be skip and watch without looking at, you know, the episode summaries or going back and watching them. Yeah. Um, ten times we were right. We both said watch or skip, and that's what we ended up with. Right? These are episodes like Loud as a Whisper, A Natural Selection, sure. Measure of a Man, um, The Dolphin, <laughs> um, uh, Q Who. Right? We don't get those wrong. Um, mm-hmm. Shades of Grey, frankly. There's 10 of those. There are also um, four where we were completely wrong, where we both said skip or watch, and then we decided to do the opposite. Um, the Child, we both said skip, and then we came to an agreement of watch. Um Manhunt, we both said skip, and then we decided to say watch. Times Squared, we both said watch, and decided to skip. Same with the Royale. Um, peak performance, mm-hmm. like there, there's a few of these where we got them wrong, but there's then eight left where one of us got it right and the other got it wrong. Um, six of those are yours, and six, two of those are mine. Six times you said the right thing and, and got the agreement of the guest, and All two right. times I did that and right. flipped it on you. You know what so, I would, you know what I'm gonna say about that? I, I'm gonna say that, that there's two conclusions you could likely draw from that that spring to mind for me. One is that we either talk ourselves out of things uh, or talk <laughs> ourselves into things. Uh, or uh, I think that's a mirror for how conflicted this is as a season of television, right? Sure. Like that this this season tried and, and in a lot of ways, I think there's some things in here where you're like, okay, that's I'm starting to see some Star Trek. Um, well, and there's there's things that I that we look back on, and uh, I think Times Squared is a good example where, well, after we watched it, we both had said watch, and it's it could not be a more skippable episode. Yeah, and we we both said I I can't like what episode did we think we remember? <laughs> like what did we think we saw as a kid that was better than this? I'm going to paraphrase uh, Captain Jean Luc Picard here, and uh, I, in his uh, wonderful. Uh, soliloquy uh, during The Measure of a Man, and I'll just tweak it a little bit so it's about our podcast. I think what was happening is uh, that's the nostalgia factor, right? Like, as a kid, <laughs> there's an idea there where you're like, oh, cool, that's the one with the, because Times Squared is the one with the duplicate Picard and the giant, like, wormhole that they go through, right? Yeah, so when you're a the, kid... Is wormhole too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you're a kid, that stuff is like, that sticks in your head, and you're like, oh, that's kind of a cool episode. Um, but this podcast is a crucible. And in it, we burn away irrelevancies until we are left with a pure product, the truth. So it may stand for all time. And I think that's what we're doing with these episodes, is that there's a lot of times as a kid you're like, I think I kind of remember liking that one. 
and then you go back to it and you're like, oh my God. Um, and I think likewise, there were a couple of episodes that I think maybe were a little slower or a little like light on the action um, that, you know, through a kid brain, you'd be like, oh, that one was kind of whatever. Um, and then you find something in it that's that's kind of nice. Um, but this, I, I do think this season uh, in particular, it just, it, it lacks that certain something that really is the lightning in a bottle that is what Star Trek The Next Generation is. And I think what what you should do is we should probably pick an episode that's really good and we should recommend somebody like watch, you know, maybe one of the better ones out of uh, out of season two. Um, you know, so one that's kind of middle of the road. That's okay, but it's not great. Ooh, that's a good question because uh, we have a... Um... You know, we we know that we're getting to a point where we're going to say, what, "What's your favorite one? What's your least favorite one?" But sure, man, yeah. what is the episode that is the most prototypical of season two? I mean, or what I, is the episode? I got to go back to the child. I the think child? it's the child. Hmm. I, I think it's that. That or like the contagion, maybe. Wait, um, contagion is the one with the Yamato, uh, and then the the they oh, engage yeah. the Romulans, and then they find the uh, Iconian gateway. I mean, Contagion is literally, hmm. it's an episode that, that there's a callback to it in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Um, sure. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's an episode that clearly, like, the ideas there are so compelling that somebody, uh, like, a decade later picked it back up and was like, yeah, what about those Iconians? Um, but it's kind of, the way it's executed is just sort of, hmm. You know, ho hum. Like if you watch Contagion and then lay it up against Evolution, which is the first uh, episode in season three, uh, those the same people are in it. It's the same starship, but it's basically a different show. I mean, sure. I, I would I would wager that, and I, I can't wait to talk about that. But season three is is something special, and okay. we're we're headed there. And I I could not be more excited to I, be I at think that I, point. I, I, oops, sorry. In the podcast. No, go ahead. <laughs> I, I think I have my pick for the one that is the most prototypical of season two. <laughs> and that is? Um, and it's the Royale. <laughs> I was, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say the Royale because that's that's a good pick. It's that's just, a good pull. It, well, because it's fun in places. Yeah. It's different in places. They take some swings. They do some weird stuff. But at the end of the day, it's just like a weird surrealist nightmare that makes no <laughs> sense. Um, and it's self-referential and, and has... And sort of in times knows it's bad, um, and it and can't. At the end, they just kind of walk away, and and nothing is of consequence. Yeah, yeah, and it can't figure out if it's if it's bad because it's leaning into the source material, or if it's just bad because they couldn't pull an episode off. Because at times it's guilty of both. Um, that that's a good that's a good pick too. The Royale is very very season and at, two. And at the end of the day, again, I we did say to skip Royale. Uh -huh. Um, uh -huh. but at the end of the day, if that was on, I'd watch it again. It's one of those that just is good for the, all the wrong reasons. It, yeah. it, it's well, Texas, right? Like that character embodies yeah, Texas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it, why is it? Cause I didn't show you my car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, that's, <laughs> did you, did you, is that why you said skip? <laughs> cause I didn't show you my car. Didn't show you my car. Oh my God, oh, man! So what's the what's your what's your personal Paul? What's your personal favorite like out of this season that we maybe just I'll watched? just say the best and worst is both the Royale. Um, <laughs> boy, it, 
personal favorite. Do you have one already? Already? Oh, absolutely. It's it's the easiest, lamest oh, pick. Okay. Well, then that I, yours is going to be measure of a man. I'm I'm assuming. Sure. Yeah. I mean, absolutely, without um, a doubt. It's it's such a good piece of television that it's it's so far beyond what this season is capable of that I can't believe it happened. I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of astounding, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do love that one too, despite the, the the slight pushback I gave when we talked about it. Um. I think if I was going to pick something else, I'm really in a lot of ways gravitating towards Q Who. Q Who's a good one. That's a good pick. Um, good pick. I would also say really honorable. Is... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, well, let me just say this. I would also say honorable mention to a matter of honor. But uh, yeah, that were... was sort of thinking about that one too. Yeah, yeah. But you were about to I say about Q Who. Q Who is good um, because it it gives you the first. Um, I think it's the first Q episode where he real, really feels like Q and really has all the motivations of Q um, and is starting to really settle into that well. Well, he but actually also introduces the Borg and it's like, hey, look, there's powerful stuff out here. You don't know. You don't know what you don't know. So like, yeah, it's an interesting episode. He actually is is powerful. Um, he actually has motivations that make sense. Um, the Borg are one of the most compelling enemies ever introduced in, in Star Trek The Next Generation. It's a good reveal. Yeah, I would agree wholeheartedly. That's that's another, that's a good one. Um, so how about your worst? And we cannot say Shades of Grey because it is so obviously the worst. Yeah. <laughs> that we, yeah. we have to come up with something else. Mm. I don't know. I'm tempted to break the rules and say Shades of Grey anyway. But okay, so next one after that would have to be... Oh, what's really, really bad? Um, I don't know oh, if it's on. objectively the worst, but I hate it the most. Uh, up the long ladder. Ooh, <laughs> I really hate that episode. I didn't okay. realize how much I hated that episode until we came back to this, and then yeah, you're my right. it's bad. Well, and and it's it's kind of this per- we're we're squaring the circle at this point, right? Because. Melissa Snodgrass wrote them both. She wrote the best episode and the worst in that case. She wrote The Measure of a Man, and then her very next script mm-hmm. is up the long ladder. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, that's that also is very season two, right? Where it's like, we're yeah. going to knock this one out of the park, and then we're going to, like, we're going to oh, lean also, into the pitch. She also co-wrote uh, Pen Pals before that, but... Oh, okay. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, I just... But still. I hate that episode. I hate everything about that episode so much. Yeah. So much. How about you? A natural selection. Yeah, that's a good one too. That's a good one Every too. Every time, I, I, it's one of those that I feel like it has colored my impression of Pulaski because it's such a heavy Pulaski episode, such a bad Pulaski episode. Yeah. Um, and also is one that I've just seen a ton. Right? We we come across these, and for whatever reason, um, forget what that first season one was, um, with the uh, portrait Dorian Gray, Space Gray. Um, <laughs> yeah, whatever that one is, I can't remember. Too short a season. Uh, too short right? a season. There you no, go. Was, yeah, yeah. Too short a season. Too short a season. Um, that is one that I've just seen like tons of times for whatever reason. It comes up in syndication a lot. Pen Pals is another one, um, and so is Unnatural Selection. And every time I've seen it, I just hate it more. Um, and it is it's just ground on me for years. That episode. That episode also is one of those that we have called out for being the sin of 
actively destructive to the setting, right? Oh, like because yeah, in many ways. <laughs> well, I mean, like they're just casually genetically engineering, like right, which super, is a th- supermen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, telepathic supermen. Which is, I mean, later in Star Trek canon, they go so far the other direction that that they're about to disbar uh, a Starfleet officer because they find out yeah, against man. his and will. I- uh, uh, his and that's one of my him. favorite episodes of any series, the one where, um, the, the episode you're referencing. Yeah, the one about Dr. Bashir in, in Deep Space Nine, yeah. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, like, it, it's it, it's a really bad piece of television just on its own, but then if you put it into the tapestry that is the Star Trek setting, uh, it's, it's pretty destructive. And that's why I do find it funny that... Uh, you know, right now there's a new Trek show that's uh, that's that's on streaming that people are very divided about, and one of the things they're divided about is like, what about canon? Uh, man, go back to season one and two of Star Trek: The Next Generation, and then <laughs> shut up about canon. Like, really? <laughs> Come on. You like, cherry pick canon later. Yeah, exactly. Like, season season three from TNG and onward, you can tell the writing team like actually cared about that stuff. But before that, it, it's you know, it's all rose colored glasses. Like, people just gloss over the stuff that that wildly flies in the face of 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 any continuity whatsoever. Well, there's so some bad sp- stuff there. Speaking of, uh, one of the things that's come up a few times, and I think even in season one, we in the wrap-up, we talked about what the state of the Prime Directive was, and I think yeah. we walked away from season one and said, not good. <laughs> um, right. But we've had a few more instances of the Prime Directive here, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, i trying to think of what the first one... Well, we have some where they obviously don't care about it, like the outrageous Okana. Right. Their application of it is really weird. Like, I feel like the best... The best instance of uh, the Prime Directive being used here is probably Pen Pals. Yeah, that's the heavy Prime Directive episode, but I feel like we poked some holes in it on that one. Um, oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Well, and you begin to... That's the episode where I think I stated my distaste for the Prime Directive. And I got yeah. to that point as a Star Trek fan for the first time in my life while we were recording that podcast because I realized just how kind of dumb it is as a rule, right? Like, yeah. I see what they're going for, and I totally get it as a uh, conceptual thing. But that is a that's like a philosophy one hundred and one discussion that somebody throws out there. That's just sure. like, well, we should just never, you know. Th- the answer is never absolute. Like the uh, the answer is never we should just never. Um, well, and yeah, we that's right. We walked away with that one. Like, well, is Picard going to be taken up on disciplinary charges? Like, is that oh, yeah, episode yeah. ever going to come up? Um, um, nope. No. No. Nope. Prime Directive is, you know, it's there and it's, it's, you have to listen to it except when you don't. Yeah. Well, and the reference will always be at some point because they always do this. Whenever, whenever a captain gets in some hot water, I don't know if they do it in, in TNG. They love to throw it at Kirk though. Uh, they'd be like, yeah, you violated the Prime Directive on no less than blah, blah, blah occasions. And it's like, well, how could you not? I mean, yeah. how could you be a Starfleet captain, be in situations like this and not? And like, that's, I think that's the episode where, we talked about its application as a vehicle for moral discussion being used well, but then when you ultimately deconstruct the rule, the the prime directive, it just it's it's silly. Like it's just it's kind of asinine. But yeah, I do. It's one of those where when you think about it too hard, you realize that anybody who sat down and thought about it too hard would probably come down on the side of saying, "Well, it can't be absolute." Right. Um, so to say that Starfleet sat down and thought about it for a long time and came up with this. Like, that gets tricky. Um, and there's a lot of good cases for it that could be made on on the pro side. Um, but then you have these episodes that it's very easy to 
poke holes in and say, well, what about this case? And and yeah, it gets very tricky. Yeah, I'd I'd love to. A good sign of a good episode, but yeah, yeah, um, I'd love to. You know, I just realized this, Paul. We should probably like. Uh, we should probably make a list of like special topics to do deep dives on because I feel like the sure. prime directive, like having a prime directive episode, would actually be really good. Um, I, 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 I'm called back to the idea that Asuka had when we were talking about Manhunt that sometimes we'll just sit down and watch all the Luxmana Troy episodes in a row. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> that yep. would be an interesting, that would be an interesting pull too. Yeah. Um, absolutely. But yeah, no, those would be fun. Yeah. Um, because we could probably make the rest of this podcast about it, but. Uh... Well, and another thing that we should sort of deep dive on here, and I think this is the appropriate place is, uh, well, at least for a bit, is Pulaski. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, well, we went into season two, I went into season two um, already with a dist- distaste for Pulaski, largely because, again, for whatever reason, syndication seems to show season two a lot. Um, maybe because it was the cheapest one to buy. <laughs> probably yeah um <laughs> they they probably retroactively lowered royalty fees on this season oh man and season one um, I'm sure. but like i've seen a lot of pulaski episodes over and over and there's a lot of problems um yeah but i, I think you also went into the season not liking pulaski oh yeah right that fair yeah my like i i didn't like her but I didn't have as much like vitriol. I feel like as a lot of uh, a lot of folks who were on as our guest hosts this season did too. But I I, I came out of this one I think more aligned with you guys <laughs> than than when I went in because by the end of it I was just so tired of her <laughs> because I don't think I had sat down and had this much Pulaski. Yeah, uninterrupted, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because even if it was in syndication, you'd watch a few and then you'd have Crusher for a while and then there'd be more Pulaski. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, boy. I mean, I think I, I think I both went, I both went both directions in a certain way. That I both feel more for Diana Muldaur, um yeah. and the character to some degree, and the poor writing of it. But also, I'm much firmer in the stance that I hate this character. Yeah. Um, but sitting down and watching them all, it, it does raise a lot of questions of what they were trying to do, and and we've called that a bunch of times. They were kind of trying to get back a, a sort of McCoy-ish character. Um, but yeah, she, it's just so badly done, so many different ways. Yeah, I feel like um, a lot of times the the team responsible for crafting whatever stories Pulaski was involved in often confused her being contrary with her being incompetent. Yes. Because those well, those two kind of got used hand in hand and I think she would have been a way more effective person had she been rock solid in her medical knowledge but she just didn't always seem to be there like she aggressively made situations worse often Um, Mm -hmm. and I I feel like I, I feel like if you're going to be the person who's going to go against the grain the person who's going to dig in your heels and and consistently go against an entire team of individuals who the audience is rooting for it has it you can do that, but you have to have a reason to do it. And so often, her motivation was just all over the place. It was very yeah. hard to find why she was doing what she was doing. So I have a, I have a question for you, and it's one that I, somebody asked me, and I can't remember who because I would like to give them credit, but I have completely forgotten who it was. Yeah. It might have been one of our guests. It might have been during an episode. But um, so Star the new Star Wars movie is a good example where um, we have have strong female characters that are getting a lot of flack on the internet, largely for for being women. 
right. um, and, and doing a lot of the same things that a man would do in those situations and then be credited for, right? Um, right. And, and I think that's a, a good example of a place where um, that doesn't make a lot of sense um, to, to criticize those characters for those reasons. And then you're seeing that a lot on the internet, that um, there is this sort of bias. Um, in Pulaski, the question that was raised was, is part of why we hate Pulaski that she is also a, a woman doctor? Um, would we like Pulaski more if that was a male character, if it was a McCoy, right? If it was just old McCoy, they found him in a capsule somewhere, and this is how he acted now. Yeah, I, I want to parse that a bit, because I feel like if it was old McCoy versus literally any other dude. Okay, so it, it's outrageous Okana. It's, it's just some random guy. Yeah, I, I, we really, we kind of hated Okana too, right? Like because, well, and sure, that was a that that was a thing the thing that was side of the coin. All the <laughs> white male privilege he, he enjoyed. Yeah. yeah, so I feel like no. Um, I mean that's the answer I always want to give in that situation. I I can't be a hundred percent, uh, completely clear uh, on on that fact, but I I really just think it's a flaw in the character. Um, yeah. Because I, I just, <laughs> any person in that situation making those decisions just kind of becomes nonsensical and irritating. Yep. Uh, and, and I feel like, I feel like if anything, the parts where I was most endeared to her were, again, kind of as you pointed out, that I just have nothing but sympathy for Diana Moldauer because she was sort of put in a really impossible situation where she should have been a much better character than she was. And it's not through any fault of her own. It's because they didn't know how to handle that character at all. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't well, know how to make that character work. And it goes back to what you said, I think, because I've thought about this a, a bunch. And exactly what you were saying before, that it's not that she's argumentative. She is, but that's not the problem. It's that she's incompetent as a medical yeah. doctor. Yeah. Um, that when she has to make choices, she makes the wrong choices from a medical perspective. And unnatural selection is just a huge example of it, mm -hmm. uh, right? Mm -hmm. uh, she's like, oh, safety protocols, who needs those? And then like, oh, I'm infected, whatever. And like, I can get out of it, don't worry. And yeah, yeah. It, it's, yeah. it goes all the way to, the, to Shades of Grey in some of these other episodes. Um, I think Times Squared too, right? Times Squared is the one where she's just like, Picard's out of time. Like, how do we fix it? He he needs more time. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and and I I feel like slight tweaks to some of her decisions would have made more sense. But like, you know, the example of unnatural selection is a good one because her first instinct is to jeopardize a ship full of a thousand people just because yep. she wants to solve the mystery, and that's reckless and stupid. Yeah, exactly. Um, had she immediately jumped to the put me in a shuttle and then put the thing in there. That's at least more forgivable because it's still brash, but it's not endangering the lives of thousands of people who, who her sole job is there to protect. Um, so I, I feel like, yeah, a lot of times they wrote her just to be, uh, you know, contrary, but not intelligent. And I feel like that's the biggest sin because she should... Yeah. She should be one of the smartest people in the room pretty much all the time. Um, well, and I, I, yeah, when she gets a chance to be, I think she is, right? right that, that's right. the problem that so many of the episodes' plots are built around poor decisions from her. Like, yeah. on natural selection. Yeah. Um, and they should be. To some degree, like Shades of Grey. Yeah, I mean, she, she easily, again, 
were other ways to fix that quicker, but yeah, yeah, it's it's she should be the child actually. Yeah, boy, even all the way back at the child. Yeah, yeah, where... it's it's just so hard to it's it's so hard to like her because the the deck is already stacked against anyone who comes into that situation, where the character that we had last season is basically inexplicably gone they have a they have a throwaway line that says dr crusher's at starfleet medical you know i mean poochie yeah. returned to his home planet you know that's 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 it you know that's all the explanation we got um and so already an audience would be like who's this um and then right out of the gates you know they they don't do anything to have that character demonstrate i'm the best of the best uh i've earned my spot here uh, and, 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 you know, that, that this is a person who should be practicing medicine on the flagship of the, of the Federation. So yeah, it, it's hard to watch because it should, there's ways to make that work. And yeah. we watch an entire season of them just really flopping around <laughs> with, yep. with, with that character. Well, and, and, and I think it's an interesting, is it, is it could place to sort of lead into another one of our points, um, which would be that we know that we've had guests on that are Pulaski fans and there are certainly listeners out there that are Pulaski fans and yeah. um, if you I, I would love to hear a counter argument I would love to hear why people think that Pulaski is is a good character here yeah um, so if you have those arguments let us know right in um, right in because um, one of the things we'll do we'll do some other um, sort of episodes here in the gap but one of the things before we start season three will be uh, another episode a partner to this that that answers um listener questions uh listener questions that you send in through facebook or twitter or um, i don't know what else we have um uh we also have our uh, email so you can find yeah if you search myspace fine. <laughs> we got that um, yeah if you go to uh IRQ. if you go to hi-fi sci-fi podcast all one word h-i-f-i-s-c-i fi podcast.com ifi sci-fi podcast.com uh there are links in the upper right hand corner to our facebook and our twitter page you can either facebook direct message us twitter direct message us or you can do jason at or paul at and if you email us probably do both um at our url hi-fi sci-fi podcast.com yeah we would love to hear from you about um pulaski in in, in specific or literally anything in season two yeah. you know what did we did we get stuff right did we get stuff wrong is there an episode that stuck out to you that you were like nope nope not at all nope nope wrong um we would love to hear that because we are um we're 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 not the authoritative experts <laughs> on this we have opinions in a podcast and uh we think you know most of our points are valid but we could easily have missed stuff and a lot of the people who listen to our show are very smart uh and have some some very very good takes on stuff so uh that could very much be you um, they are they are smart you, yeah aren't you are smart you as our <laughs> listener make us go um and we also you know now's a good uh, time to talk about you know the season two um you know, I'll, I'll raise my hand and say uh, I have a now a five-month-old uh, baby at home, which has led to some sizable, uh, you know, production delays <laughs> because uh, small humans uh, take a, a lot of a lot of effort and focus and uh, and stuff. So when we get ramping up into season three, um, we're gonna try to get on a more regular posting schedule. Uh, the other thing that we're thinking about is just, you know, uh, the, the the podcast into the future. So are there things that you like that we've done in the past that we should do more of? Or are there things you think we should make part of our podcast? Are there other things you'd like to hear us talk about? You know, I mean, the, the scope 
and the scale of this show are always kind of a moving target because Paul and I don't, you know, we don't get paid for this. Um, and we purposefully called it Hi-Fi Sci-Fi Podcast to kind of give us an out so we could talk about um, just a lot of sci-fi stuff because I'm, I'm a big sci-fi fan. I know, Paul, you are too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, is there stuff th- more that you'd like to hear from us in the future? We'd, we'd love to hear from that as well. I'll, I'll piggyback on one of your points. Yeah. Uh, if you're out there and you would like to pay us to do this, just let us know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, no, we... it, it, yeah, it's a good point that there's a lot of things, especially um, those deep dive episodes. That That's a good one that um, I'd love to start to make a list of those if people have ideas. Um, like I said, Asuka had one of watching all the Luxwana Troy episodes or watching all the uh, Prime Directive episodes, but having an episode just dedicated to that topic would uh, be something we could continue to do throughout the season. So yep. Having, yep. having a list of those on the side would be uh, something fun to do, but yeah, that's something that, that you could help us piece together. There's also, I'll throw this out there, um, there's, uh, with you and I doing this part-time, you know, uh, just whenever whenever it works, and, and we're going to try to, honest to God, get to a good posting schedule, I promise. Um, if there well, are... Season three starts, we'll, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Once season three starts. Before that, we'll probably be We'll probably be off for a bit to prep season three, but exactly, we starts, might do a couple of good. fun ones in between here and there. Um, if there's also, you know, uh, if you think an image, you know, would would be nice for a specific topic, you know, we've had people submit us uh, JPEGs to use as our image uh, for the episode. If you think oh, uh, our right. yeah. our logo yeah. could be a little spiffier, um, you know, I mean, if there's if there's anything that you want to contribute creatively to the show. Um, we'd love to hear from you too. Again, hi-fi sci-fi podcast.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, direct message us or, or email us Paul at Jason at uh, hi-fi sci-fi podcast.com. We'd love to hear from you there too. Yeah. Big shout out. Um, I, I forgot <laughs> we recorded the child so long ago, mm-hmm. um, but, but if you only listen to this through iTunes or something like this and you don't see the things on the website, um, you should go back to the, the episode page for the child. Uh, our guest, uh, Ed, Ed Witt. Um, drew a amazing drawing of of Troy and Riker and the child <laughs> for that my... episode. Which which now that season two over, I'll, I'll shout out one more time. But that was a, such a such a cool drawing. And it's honestly probably one of my favorite things to come out of season two, like at all. It's just it's, it was so long ago. So that should have been a later episode. Yeah, it should have been. It should have been. So um, all those are ways to get involved. Um, we will. Uh, I think one of the things, Paul, that I would like to challenge you on, and I haven't talked to you about this prior, but I, I want to lay the gauntlet down and have you, for a, a month or two, pick up a CBS All Access <laughs> subscription. I would love to do a contained podcast about Star Trek Discovery. Like, yeah, just, I, I said I'd do that. Yeah, just yeah. tell me where to stand. Okay, good. All right, so we probably will do that in the hiatus between uh, season two and three. Um, we'll be more uh, communicative, I think, through our social media channels about what to expect uh, and when to expect it um, as we ramp up to season three. So thanks for um, thanks for sticking with us through this um, through this first two seasons. It has been a fun ride, um, and I really like, especially now that we're through these these first two seasons. I'm I'm curious to see where we go from here because there is some good trek ahead of us. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, coming up, right? And so command the survivors who watches the watchers. Yeah. The enemy, um, yeah. the defector. Uh, yeah. Boy, yesterday's Enterprise is 15 uh-huh. episodes away. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. It's um, it's go. kind of amazing what, what we have in store for us. So um, I think that's going to do it for our, our season two wrap episode. Um, 
we we did it. We survived. Um, yep. And yep. I think we managed to have some fun out of a season which tried like hell to just suck the fun out of the room. <laughs> like it just, you know, it was almost like Ugh. Armus from season one and just feeding on, on the fun. But uh, but yeah, we we did it. And uh, everything TNG. was a Riker dream. Everything <laughs> up to this point. The first canonical episode starts season one episode season three episode one yep exactly so until then and maybe a couple of times between then uh i'm jason and i'm paul and uh it's 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 been it's been a long road do we say that no that's that's three series later never mind oh yeah well i think you just picked the end music (laughs) getting from there to here we'll see ya it's been a long road Getting from there to here It's been a long time But my time is finally near